Hey guys, welcome back to the Gospel and Love podcast and happy Wednesday. So for today's podcast, our special guest is Miss Mary Smith. And so today she's going to be talking about wisdom. So it's a longer podcast, but that's still really awesome. So I hope you guys really enjoy it and really learn from it. And make sure um, after you listen to today's podcast to go check out my Instagram at the gospel.and.love and just uh, see everything that's on there. But I hope you guys enjoy. Um, So let's get started. Hi, my name is Mary Smith, and I'd like to thank Alyssa for inviting me to do a devotional on the Gospel and Love podcast. It's an honor to be here. Today, we're going to look at wisdom from a biblical perspective. First, we'll look at a passage that uh, is a description of the person who has wisdom. And we're going to look at other passages that contrast um, the wise with the foolish. And we're also going to answer the question, how to get biblical wisdom? First, let's bow in a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for this day and for this privilege, for this opportunity to look into your word. And we pray, Father, that you would speak to us, speak to our hearts, speak to our minds. Help us to examine ourselves and our actions. Father, open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things from thy law and help us to apply it to our lives. We thank you so much for this privilege again in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the first passage uh, that we're going to look at is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. And while you're looking there, I just want to say that, you know, a lot of people think that uh, when you're old, you'll automatically be wise, but that's not the case. <laughs> uh I've seen a lot of things and, um, you know, old people are not necessarily wise. So you have to, uh, you have to see what God has to say about it. And I just want to encourage all the young listeners out there. You don't have to be, um, you can be wise even in your young age. So you don't have to wait till you're old. And, um, those who are old, who aren't so wise, you can, you can become wise, by um, taking heed to the principles that we'll look at today. All right, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. It says, How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who hold her fast. So, this passage is describing wisdom's profit as better 
than the profit of silver. And it's describing wisdom's gain as better than fine gold. As a matter of fact, it says that wisdom is more precious than jewels and nothing that you desire compares with her. There's nothing that value-wise is more precious or more valuable than wisdom. It says that long life is in wisdom's right hand and riches and honor are in wisdom's left hand and that the waves the ways of wisdom are pleasant ways and the paths of wisdom are peace and that wisdom is like a tree of life to those who take hold of her take hold of wisdom it's like having your your own tree of life so this passage describes those who have wisdom as being blessed and as being happy so those people who are in the pursuit of happiness maybe you should change your pursuit (laughs) to pursue wisdom okay another scripture I'd like us to look at is Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So here we have what's seeming like a a definition almost of wisdom. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What do we mean by fear of the Lord? Are we talking about just going around being scared of God? Well, we should have some definite respect for God. But this fear is talking about reverential fear. It's talking about a reverential respect and awe of God for who he is. He is the God of the universe, the all-powerful God, the all-knowing God, the everywhere present God, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. (laughs) So all those omnis... (laughs) We should give God fear. And when we reverence him, that is the beginning of wisdom. And it says, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So we should get to know God. So how do we get this wisdom? Proverbs chapter 9 tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2 verses 6 through 8 tells us something else. Proverbs 2 verses 6 through 8. It says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. So this tells us where it comes from. Wisdom comes from the Lord. The Lord gives wisdom. 
It's from his mouth that we get knowledge and understanding. But then it talks a little bit, this passage about the characteristics of those who God gives it to. It says, he stores up sound wisdom for for who? For the upright. So the characteristics of those, one of the characteristics of those who God stores up wisdom for is those who are upright. It says he is a shield to those who do what? Walk in integrity. And then it says, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. So, it would seem that if we want the Lord to give us wisdom, so far from what we've learned, then we need to fear the Lord. And then we need to go to him for the wisdom. And listen to what comes out of his mouth. And then we need to walk upright, walk in integrity. It's a relationship with God. It's a relationship with God. So let's look at these contrasts, okay? If we don't walk in wisdom, if we don't listen to what comes out of his mouth, what can we expect our lives to look like? It says Proverbs 10 verse 8 says the wise of heart will receive commands but a babbling fool will be ruined so the wise of heart what do they do they will receive commands and it's not just any old commands we're talking about if we keep it in you know the context of where wisdom comes from, it comes from the Lord. So if there was a command coming from somewhere that wasn't in agreement with the commands that come from the Lord, then we know that that would not be wisdom. We don't want to receive those kind of commands. No commands that contradict the Lord. But the wise of heart will receive commands, but a babbling fool will be ruined. Let's look at another contrast in Proverbs chapter 22 verse 3 Proverbs chapter 22 verse 3 says the prudent sees evil and hides himself but the naive go on and are punished for it this is really interesting because it says that the prudent is paying attention (laughs) So much so that they see the evil. And when they see evil, they hide themselves. In other words, they're hiding themselves from evil. But the the naive can see evil and just not pay attention to it. And just keep on going. And then they're punished for it. And so, what does it mean? To be prudent. Well, prudent is a synonym for wise. And one who is prudent is careful. They're careful to avoid undesired consequences. So they think 
and they consider. Okay, so the naive person is not, not careful to avoid any undesired consequences. They don't even think about what consequences could possibly happen. They just go on and are punished. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 14, verses uh, 15 and 16 for another contrast. This one uses uh, the word naive. It says, the naive believes everything, but the sensible man considers his steps. A wise man is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is arrogant and careless. So, the naive, another word for naive could be inexperienced or um, simple. So, it says the naive believes everything. So, this is telling us that we can't just believe everything that we hear. And I want to say, not only can you not believe everything you hear, um, you know, in the world, but you can't believe everything you read, you know, on Google, or you can't believe everything you hear, even in church. I'm reminded of um, a group of people who Paul spoke about, and he said, that the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they didn't just listen to what he said, but they also examined the scriptures to see if what he was saying was so. And so um, that kind of goes along with this passage that, you know, we shouldn't just believe everything. We need to, to examine it and we need to consider it, consider it. It says, the sensible man considers his steps. Verse 16 again, a wise man is cautious and turns away from evil. So being cautious and turning away from evil, that's wise, that's wisdom. Being cautious and turning away from evil is wisdom. It's, it's just like if you saw that there is a hurricane or a tornado and and instead of you know getting to safety you're like well no it's not going to be that bad you just don't pay attention to it then when it comes and just you know and you lose your life as opposed to maybe losing the house or something you know it's just it's just not a wise thing to do so it says a fool is arrogant and careless. So it's like, well, I know better than whatever. I, I'll be okay. I, I, I've seen many things. I can do whatever. And just be careless. Okay, so again, there are consequences for being foolish. So we know that wisdom comes from God. How does he give it to us? Let's look at Psalm 19, verse 7. Psalm 19, verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. 
The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Simple, again, that's a a synonym for naive or foolish. So the testimony of the Lord can make the simple wise. Psalm 119 is one of my favorite psalms. It's very, very long, but it has a lot of verses that talk about the benefits of the Word of God. And, you know, the verse we just read from Psalm 19 used the law of the Lord and it used the testimony of the Lord. You know, well, those are all synonymous with the Word of God, the Bible, um, God's Word, testimony of the Lord, law of the Lord, all that, God's law, all of that is synonymous. So we want to study the Word. Let's look at Psalm 119, verses 97 through 100. It says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. For your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever mine. I have more insight than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, because I have observed your precepts. Here the psalmist is declaring that he loves God's law and that he meditates all day. That God's law is his meditation all day. He, he proclaims, your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. So, wiser than your enemies? How can you do that? How can you be wiser than your enemies? The psalmist said, because I meditate in your word all day, and your commandments are ever mine. He says, I have more insight than all my teachers. Now that might sound arrogant, but but it's really not because when you know what's wise, then you'll be able to discern what's being spoken over you. And, you know, I think about how I've heard a lot of foolishness on college campuses. It's not always, you know, that the teacher or the professor or whoever is always wiser than you. Again, like I said earlier, just because you're older does not mean you're wise. So this psalmist is saying, you know, I have more insight than all my teachers. Why? For your testimonies are my meditation. So, you know, it makes sense to me because God is the omniscient, all-knowing God. And he has revealed himself to us in his word. And if we meditate on what he has said about himself and about just everything that he said to us, life and how he would have us to live, his precepts, how we should live, then it would make sense that we would be wise. So, then he says, I have, I understand more than the aged because I have observed your precepts. And observed here doesn't just mean I looked 
at them on the pages of the Bible. It's saying not only did I look at them, but then I began to walk in them and apply them. So when I observe your precepts, I am living your precepts. Then you can understand more than the aged. So, you know, it just is so important that we love the Lord God with our minds. Not just, you know, with the warm and fuzzy feelings that we have. Oh, I love you, Jesus. You died on the cross for me, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Well, that is awesome. We should (laughs) thank God that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and he was buried and he rose again the third day. If it wasn't for the gospel, you know, we couldn't be saved. So I, I really am not minimizing that at all. But I'm also saying that we need to love God with our mind. Jesus said... In Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, someone had asked him, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And he told them. It says, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. So to love the Lord with all your mind means that you have to think and you have to consider you have to know what God has said about himself you have to know um, what his laws what his commandments what his testimonies what he says then when we not only um, know what they say and understand them and then do them That shows that we love the Lord God with all of our mind. Again, we can't just believe everything. Especially the things that contradict the scripture. We can't afford to believe those. You know, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. But those who are wise fear the Lord and they meditate on what he has to say and they not only meditate on it and consider it they do it they do it as an outpour of their love for God so you want to be wise love God with your mind and get into his word Think about what you do before you do it. You know, sometimes people want to make quick decisions and, you know, sometimes you got to slow down. Think about what you're about to do. Count the cost. Then at least you will have put in your due diligence, you know. James uh, chapter 1 says that if there's anyone who lacks wisdom, to just ask God he gives it liberally he won't hold it back you just have to ask in faith and he will give it to you let's pray gracious father we thank you so much for these words from your word 
And Father, we ask that you help us to love you with our whole heart, soul, and mind. And help us to study your word. Help us to fear you enough to want to know what you said. Help us to revere you and your word that we would dig into it and apply it to our lives. Thank you for your promise to give us wisdom. And thank you that your word is not for just old people. It's for young. It's for every age. And that by your word, we can be wise. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.